welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings. Welcome welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. On this episode, I want to be talking about, it's probably the, uh, in my opinion, is the number one thing that will pretty much guarantee you of freedom that you never thought you could have before from a lot of different things. Something that nobody likes to talk about, especially survivors of abuse. They don't want to hear, they don't want to hear this word. Um, and the word that we're going to talk about today is forgiveness. Now, <clears throat> you know, I, I understand where all these people are coming from because I was one of those people at one time, you know. Growing up, a lot of survivors, what we hear all the time is, you know, Randy, you just need to forgive, forget, and move on. Happened a long time ago, man. Just get over it and move on. Well, those are the worst five, six letter words that you can say to any survivor. They don't need to hear that. If they could just move on, they would. They'll never forget it as long as we live. It's going to be a part of their life for the rest of, the, uh, the rest of their life. We want to move on. I wanted to move on for a long time, but we didn't know how to. And when you got people telling you that it's time to forgive, forget, and move on. That doesn't help. You got people telling you, hey, that was 30 years ago. Why are you still carrying that around? Doesn't work. Why are we still carrying it around? Because of people like that. Because people that, that don't want to believe us. Because people don't understand what it's like to have that kind of abuse. And that kind of hatred towards people. Now, like I said, um, it, to me, forgiveness is the number one key to be truly free and have a really good life. Now, it took me a while because I never wanted, I, don't talk to me about forgiveness. You don't know what those people did to me. Now, of course, I'm talking the most radical kind of forgiveness there is when there's abuse happening, you know, to, to you that basically, when you're when you're abused as a child, whether it's sexually, emotionally, physically, or spiritually, it, your, 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 the, the spirit of the child has been assassinated. The character of the child has been assassinated. And at that moment in time, our lives change. We go into survival mode. I think I believe God gives us this innate ability to survive, and so we do things as young children that are abnormal compared to other children as a means of survival. Our little child, a little child that was hurt, dies deep inside of us. Dies deep inside of us. And so we, we step out of that. It sounds kind of weird, but 
and we're protecting that inner child, that inner child within us, doing the best we can. You know, I had a therapist tell me uh, several years ago at this point. I was doing some, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Not tapping, it's a pencil thing. Uh, it's a really good form of therapy and it works really well. Sorry, I'll find it for you and get it up there. Some uh, Not today, I'll put it on another post. But um, she looks, looks me square in the eyes and says, Randy, you've done everything absolutely perfect in your life to this time, up until this time. And that, that was an eye-opener, and I use that with a lot of our clients a lot of times because the reality is is that I did everything I needed to do to survive, to protect myself. Was it all always right? No, not at all. No, matter of fact, some of it was absolutely hideous and stupid, but it's all I knew how to do. Who was I looking to for, for guidance was, was people out in the world. You know, I was a businessman. I was looking for, for the people um, in, in business those were my mentors. I wanted to, you know, they're, they're successful. What are they doing to be successful? And that's what I modeled after. And a lot of that, a lot of those self-made business people were successful, but they had terrible relationships, terrible marriages. And, you know, thus I followed in that same pattern. So forgiveness is a key part. And, and, and I don't want anybody to turn away from this. I mean, just hear me out. You make your own choice. Now, here's what I want to say. And this is what people need to start understanding. Now what I'll tell people is when they enter into this world of recovery, and by the way, I'm not talking drugs and alcohol. I'm talking life recovery, okay? Because that's essentially once we get rid of drugs and alcohol, we're recovering our life, the life that God intended us to have. And that's just the bottom line, period. It's a process. Forgiveness is a process. And yes, we must forgive and we want to move on. And we, mu we want to move on. We don't want to stay stuck where we're at. Nobody does. I guarantee you that. And I, you need to hear something. We will never forget. Don't even think that we can forget. I mean, go into your own mind and, and think about things that happened to you or things that you, know, you did or whatever. Did you forget them? Maybe some of them you forgot per, uh, temporarily, but I bet a lot of you have pretty good memories of the past. Good, bad, or indifferent. And I would say this, as bold as I am, that if you're saying no, you're lying. Simple. Real simple. You might not remember everything. That, that much I know. So then what, you know, what is forgiveness? We'll, let's just get right down to the definition of it. And then we'll go from there. Okay, this is going to get this is going to get eye-opening. This might stir might stir some things up. Maybe not in a good way for some people, but I hope in a good way for a lot of people. As we go through this today, forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense. Let's go of negative emotions such as revenge with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Ha <laughs> right. How are we going to do that after everything he did to me? And I understand the question. And if you do the work, do the work, it, it happens. Believe me, 
about probably three years, four years in, into my recovery. And I was still working with my therapist. She said one day when I finished my fourth step, I told her that, my fifth step, I told her I finished it. She said, okay, good, we're going to talk about your stepfather today. I go, no, we're not. I don't want to talk about him. What's there to talk about? He molested me. He beat me. He did all sorts of mean things to me. Well, we ended up talking about him and talking about what his life might have been like. And she was pretty point on when I, as, as time went on, and I found out more and more and more about Jack, my stepfather. He, she was pretty much point on exactly what he, what he was like and what happened in his life. And it was that day that I walked out of her office and literally the, the backpack of rocks, the backpack of, 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 of vengeance, the backpack of hate, the thought that I had every day for 38 years of plotting his assassination, all that was gone. I walked out floating on a cloud because I fully forgiven him. I mean fully forgiven him. It, it, it takes a while. You know, forgiveness is a process. Sometimes you guys say, oh, yeah, I forgive you. Uh, and then something comes up and you don't. Okay, fine. You got to work through all these issues. Sorry for the dogs. Unfortunately, I don't have a studio to work out of yet, so the dogs are... Part of the ambiance. I'll just say it that way. Um, so it, it's just getting. I mean, I was free, absolutely free. Right? I never, I never once had another thought about wanting to assassinate him. Now, and I'll go into in a little while what um, what forgiveness is not, because this is where it gets really dicey for a lot of people. The belief they have that they forgive somebody, and it actually. I got caught off guard in a church service one time by a guy named Papa Brock that actually relieved me of, of a thought, and then we'll go into that a little bit later, and actually set me free from my mother, out of all people. So that's what forgiveness is, right? And um, there's a, forgive me for this computer that I'm looking at over here. So we talked about what what is forgiveness, <clears throat> Don Miguel Ruiz, Don Miguel Ruiz, he's, he authored the uh, Four Agreements, which is a phenomenal book for anybody to read. It's a great book. He says this. I want you to really imagine this happening. If I don't forgive you, if I don't forgive you, I carry the, cor the corpse of your actions over my shoulder. If I don't forgive you, I carry the corpse of your actions over my shoulder. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll use my wife because I had the affair in 2004. And she, she's a phenomenal, she, I, I don't know, she's an angel. She forgave me right away. And so my wife, you know, was, was you know, 140 pounds, 100, about 140 pounds. And I'm, you know, I'm two, 215, 220. Could you imagine her carrying me? over her shoulders for the rest of her life because she doesn't want to forgive me. That's what I was doing with my stepfather and my mother both. I was carrying them both over my shoulder because I couldn't forgive them. 
So imagine that. Imagine, imagine if you could take that weight that you're carrying around that you probably don't even know you're carrying around because you just got used to it. Imagine if you could take all that weight away. What would your life be like? Imagine if you took 5% away just to start and then took another 5%. Worked a little more, a little more deeper. Took another 15% off. How much freer would you would you be? How much lighter could you walk around on this earth? Take it from somebody that carried a lot of weight for 38 years. My stepfather didn't even know where I was. He didn't care about me. Nothing. The reality is he was he was a serial pedophile that I, I come to find out. He didn't care about me. So forgiveness is crucial. Because what can you do to change it? You're, 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 you're allowing somebody to hold on to the space in your head. You're giving them free rent. Is there anything you can do to change what happened to you in the past? I don't, I don't care if it was if you were molested, if you were raped, if you were beaten, any kind of abuse, or you just had somebody that constantly was breaking your trust. Is there anything you can do to change that? It's done and over. I was talking, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was one of my, on my podcast we released this, this, this Monday, which is with Nathan Blackburn of uh, True North Retreats. I, I, I suggest you, you, you tune into that one and take a listen to that. But, you know, when he sat down with the sponsor and finally for I don't know, the, the umpteenth time was going to get real about stuff and he told his sponsor he was afraid to tell his sponsor about what happened to him because he knew his sponsor would tell him what his part was in it and that's scary because that's what I thought too but the reality is is that I had no part in my abuse none whatsoever I was a kid and, and, what, and, what, and what Nathaniel said was you know what he told me, Randy? You know what my sponsor told me? Your part was carrying it around for 30 years and not telling nobody. He doesn't have a part of being molested or abused. He, he doesn't have a part in that. That's nothing he did. He's a kid. But from the rest of his adult life until he got, got uh, help, his part was he carried it around for 30 years without telling nobody. That's a lot of weight to carry. A lot of weight. So, the, 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 uh, the word forgive, I'm going to go into a little biblical stuff right now because that's one of my, believe it or not, after 38 years of nothing to do with God in the Bible, it's one of my uh, biggest, my best resources. Um, Bible, the word forgive, I'm going to go through that. The word forgive in one way or another, in one form or another, is mentioned 109 times in the Bible. Okay? Forgive is mentioned 56 times. Forgiven is mentioned 42 times. Forgiveness seven times and forgiving four times. Okay? Now, <clears throat> I don't know how many people that are listening to this might be in recovery. I don't know how many people use the Lord's Prayer 
in their prayer, in their prayer, um, in their meditations, their prayer and stuff, whatever. But the question I have, if we're, if we're using the Lord's Prayer, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And what's the next two phases? Forgive us our trespasses. So we're asking God to forgive us our trespasses. How? As we forgive others. So if you want God to forgive you, it says it right there. You need to forgive those that have harmed you. Now, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to say throughout, it's a process. I don't expect people to go out and just right away forgive. And, and the other thing with forgiveness is this. You don't have to go, if, if, you're, if you're talking about abuse, you don't have to go to your perpetrator and say, like, for example, when my stepfather, I didn't have to go to Jack and say, Jack, you know what? It's been a lot of work. I forgive you for all the abuse that you did to me. Don't even think about doing that. Because that will give your perpetrator a chance to look at you and say, what are you talking about? I never did none of that. And we have a hard enough time, survivors have a hard enough time just confronting it to begin with. And then to work, do all this work and go to your perpetrator and says, you know what, I forgive you. So, the forgiveness is between you, your mentor, and God when it comes to the perpetrator. We have to remember that forgiveness is always, always for you. It frees you. Just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that they're going to be your friend again. doesn't mean that they're going to allow you back in their life. You need to really understand that. And my sponsor asked me, he told, not asked me, he, he told me, Randy, never ask another person for, your forgi- for, for forgiveness. What do you mean don't ask them for forgiveness? And it's contrary to what a lot of people believe. Because then I'm asking them to take action. What if they don't want to forgive me? What if they reject me? Again, the rejection, the abandonment. You see where I'm going? We have to be very careful with all this. So those people that are out there that are saying, forgive, forget, move on. It happened a long time ago. Why are you still holding on to that? Because of people like that. Because we've never been allowed to talk about our abuse. The key is we have to find somebody. I don't care what kind of abuse it is. Emotional abuse could be somebody that breaks your trust and lies to you all the time. That's emotional abuse. We don't have somebody to go and talk to and, and it's that, that will, empath, will be empathetic to us. How are we supposed to heal? Ah, oh, it's no big deal. What do you mean it's no big deal? How do you know it's no big deal? Maybe it's no big deal to you. But how do you know, how do you know it's no big deal to the person that is talking? In Matthew 16, or 614, I say, it says, for if you forgive other people when, uh, when, this, when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will forgive you. Okay? So again, if you want to be forgiven by, by God, you need to forgive other people. Okay? So one of the questions that comes up is, why do we forgive? And it's a great question. Why do we forgive? Well, I already told you, you know, the main one that I believe is that it just frees us. 
It takes away the weight of the world off of our shoulders. It takes away all those negative thoughts. Then we can start, once we forgive and we're free of that burden, then we can start healing our inner self. And all this takes work. How much work? I. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year. For a lot of us, we're taking, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of, of, of this pain and garbage, right? We're taking that and we are um, trying to, to re- not trying, we're working, we're working on um, renewing, transforming our minds, you know, transforming us. Like Romans 12 2 says, do not be transformed by the ways of, do not be conformed by the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So this, this according to Fitzgibbons, uh, off of abused boys, here are four benefits of forgiveness. Freedom from the subtle control of individual and past and events of the past. Freedom from the subtle control of individuals and events of the past. It, it free now, you know. Th- there's still times where I, you know, I've, there's a lot of people that that have done me wrong, and they're still doing me wrong. People in the church and so on and so forth, right? And so I can forgive them, right? But I still sometimes get uncomfortable because the pain's still there. That doesn't mean they're not forgiven. That's that's on me, right? It's a subtle control of individuals and events of the past. That's what I didn't realize is that my stepfather had so much control over my life and he wasn't even part of it. Same with my mother. A decreased likelihood that the anger will be misdirected towards others who were not responsible for the hurt. My God. My poor wife, she, she, was, the, she was the receiver not for our entire marriage, probably for three or four years, which is long enough. She was a receiver of my anger. Not It wasn't at her. It was my pent-up anger from not being able to talk. People go, why are you so angry? Well, if you've been told to shut up and you don't matter all your life, and you just keep stuffing it and stuffing it and stuffing it, and then all of a sudden something's said or somebody does something or... You might have had one or two too many cocktails, which happened to me, you know, several times in the last couple of years. Then all all hell comes out of you, and it goes. It's misdirected to the wrong people, to the people you love. And thank God, my wife knew that I was abused. As a, you know, I she was the first person I ever told before we got married. And I believe that's what saved our marriage. But a lot of wives don't know anything. A lot of husbands. Okay, this goes both ways. And that it's not anger, it's rage. It's years of pent-up anger that boils out as rage. Anger, there's nothing wrong with anger. We just don't know how to use it correctly. A lessening of fear of violent impulses. All right. I mean, I had a family. God did for me what I couldn't do for myself. But I honestly, I admit that for 38 years on a daily basis, I was plotting the assassination of my stepfather in his head. I fantasized about how I could do it. Was I ever going to do it? Probably not. Because I got a family, I had a business, I didn't want to lose it. But that's where my mind was. That That's just as much, just as bad as committing murder, period. If you do it on a spiritual realm. 
It's facilitation of the reconciliation of relationships, if so desired. Okay, if so desired. That that's a key word, right there. Just because you forgive someone does not mean you have to reconcile with them. Period. Okay. Another thing that forgiveness is, right? It can mean giving up my right to, to, to hurt to hurt you for hurting me. And when I say my, give up my right for me, my right to hurt you for hurting me, that means getting back emotionally, spiritually, and physically, right? By means of shaming somebody, shaming is, is, is at wicked. We don't need to be shaming nobody. The reality is is that the shame that I carried around for years wasn't my shame. It was my stepfather and my mother's shame. They were both abused. They had so much shame on them, it was unbelievable. By shunning them, you know, we don't need to do that. But now, you know, if, if, if I was ever to see my stepfather, which I never did, Right, and um, for for the entire time before he passed away a couple of years ago. But if I did, I would have said, "Hey, how you doing?" Right, I'd have been friendly to him. Jesus says, "Be Christ-minded in all that you do." Philippians two five. My mom, the same thing, and and I saw my mom a lot. I forgave her, made my amends to her. But she was so toxic that she wasn't allowed in our life anymore. But if I ever saw her, I would I would most definitely say hi. Silent treatment is the worst. Don't ever give anybody the silent treatment. That 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 is so shaming and so so brutal. Whether you think so or not, it is. Here, here's, here's what's really, the last two things I'm going to talk about on what is forgiveness is this. Okay? It's impossible, absolutely impossible to live in this world without getting hurt, offended, lied to, misunderstood, or rejected. Say it again. It is impossible in this world without getting To live without getting—it's. Oh, I'm sorry. It's impossible to live in this world without getting hurt, offended, lied to, misunderstood, or rejected. Don't you hear that loud and clear? And when my therapist told me those things, 14 years ago, however long it was, 15, 16, 17 years ago, I honestly wanted to slap her. I know me. What do you mean? But it's the truth. The best of the best people that you think you know are gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna. They're gonna um, reject you. They're gonna betray you. They're gonna lie to you. Don't think just because they're a certain person, a pastor, a police officer, friends, w whatever, they'll do it. And it, it, what we want to do is we need to learn how to not take things personally. 
people around you. It's about me. They, they said, hey, you maybe you did this and that. But look it. You don't have the power. You're not God. You don't have the power to make anybody feel or do or say anything they don't want to do. That is they're deflecting their own issues back onto you. You need to understand that. And I know it's hard and it takes time. And we do take it personally a lot because they're, it feels like a personal attack. And, and I can guarantee you that it's not a personal attack on you. It's a personal attack on themselves. And believe me, I have this conversation with a lot of people. And they struggle with not taking things personally. But when they finally get it, little, you know, little baby steps at a time, they become much freer. So, what 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 is what forgiveness is not? Now, th- this is this is key because this is what this is what really I struggle with because nobody ever told me what forgiveness is not. You forgive somebody, then they're back in their life and everything's honky dory, and you forget about everything. And you know what? Yeah, you know they come back to my life. So what? They hurt me again. I guess I got to keep on forgiving. Well, the Bible says to forgive seventy times seven, but there comes a point where you just don't allow people back in your life. Period. So these are the things that forgiveness is not. And by the way, a lot of this is in my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within. There's a whole chapter, chapter 12, on forgiveness. The whole, the whole chapter is based on forgiveness. Okay? So forgiveness is not approving or diminishing the abuse. Not approving it. It happened. It's real. Again, the forgiveness is for you so you can be free of whatever is in your head holding you to the person that offended you in any way. Again, I, I talk a lot about abuse because that's my background. A lot of people I work with, they've been abused. Almost, and, and all of our couples, pretty much everybody that we, 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 that we counsel, both parties, eventually comes out that they were abused in some way in their family. Forgiveness is not enabling the abuse. So you're not, because you forgive the person, you're not enabling them. You, you don't have that much power. If that person wants to choose to abuse other people, that's fine. Like, I mean, you know, you do what you can to, to warn other people. But you're not enabling them by forgiving them. Forgiveness is not denying a wrongdoing. No. Huh. person hurts you. And hurt you bad. Some people hurt you really bad. It's a soul wound. And some of those soul wounds take a long, long time to get over. That's why recovery is a lifetime. Forgiveness is not dying that you were abused and hurt. Not at all. You were hurt. It's painful. It's painful. It could be painful today. The difference for me, what will happen today is, is sometimes it comes up and it, something just triggers it. And I'll just look at my wife and I go, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really angry today. Why are you angry? I go, well, because I, I was, my, my childhood was, was taken from me. I missed out on so much. But I'm not angry at my, at my, at my stepfather anymore. 
the pain's real because there's what did I lose out on? So in a matter of five minutes, that comes up. I talk about it with my wife who's really good about this stuff. And it's gone because she acknowledges it. She doesn't try to fix me because the pain is real. And it's going to come up and it's going to come up. It could come up a lot at first, but it will diminish over time. But it's still going to be there. And you just learn how to, to walk through it and talk through it. You can't go over it no more. You can't go around it. You've you, you got to walk right through the middle of it. Forgiveness is not waiting for an apology. And so you forgive them before they apologize. Don't, if you're, if you're going to wait for an apology from somebody that's hurt you, don't do it. You might be waiting for the rest of your life, and you don't want to live that way. I promise you. Forgiveness is for you and not for them. And remember, you don't even have to say anything to them. I wouldn't say anything to them. Between your mentor, a sponsor, a pastor, and God. I never said nothing to my stepfather. And I, was, I had never been so free before in my life. Forgiveness is not forgetting. You're not going to forget. You can't forget. It's just, it's pretty much next to impossible to forget. Our brains are amazing, amazing things. I, they're, they're, there's so much that goes on in our brain, and we've got filing cabinets in the upper path, the amygdala. It just holds on to everything that happened to us. And when we get triggered, it goes right to the amygdala and pulls up these things. And So it's going to be really hard. Some of the little stuff you might be able to forget, you know, it might pop up. Go, oh, yeah, I remember that guy did that. He tried to steal my surfboard, and... I caught him, done it over with. And why? God was messed up. What can I say? Forgiveness does not mean that he, that we will ever have. Oh, I'm sorry. One more. Forgiveness is not ceasing to feel the pain. I talked about this a minute ago, a little bit. It still hurts. It's okay for it to bother you. Forgiveness is not a one-time event. Sometimes forgiveness is something that is regularly required. I mentioned that earlier too, that sometimes we'll have to forgive 5% to start, and then something comes up and the forgiveness goes away. And I've had conversations with people and that they thought they had fully forgiven somebody, and through them coming to me, me not going after them, but them coming to me and talking about certain things, they realized that they never really fully forgave their offender. They were still carrying around resentments and, and anger. So it's cru crucial. Forgiveness is not neg neglecting justice by any means. Can you, you, know, you can forgive and you can also pursue justice at the same time. First therapist I went to, he says, now you know I got to, you know, because I told him what happened. He goes, now you know I got to report this to the authorities. I go, do what you got to do. He's got to pay the price, not me. I've been paying the price for a long time. Forgiveness is not trusting. We need to be exceedingly careful with who we trust. That is so crucial. A lot, of, a lot of survivors, a lot of people that have been hurt don't trust. And it's going to take a while for them to learn how to trust. And it's going to be done in pieces. 
And if you betray that person, if, 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 if a person has a, um, if a survivor or somebody that's been hurt has a problem trusting somebody and they finally feel comfortable enough to say, okay, I'm going to give this guy a shot. I'm going to trust him. And, you, and that person breaks her trust or, or his trust, good luck. Just because you forgive doesn't mean that trust is going to come right back in your life. If my wife was sitting here, we'll probably do something uh, on, with my wife about this. She'd tell you that. I forgave Randy right away, but it was Randy's feet that I watched. I saw Randy, what he was doing. I saw Randy taking care of himself. I saw Randy working really hard to become a different person. She used to say, all I want is my, my the husband I married back. That's all I want is I want my old Randy back. She'll tell you today, I got so much more than that back. It, ha it can happen. It just takes a lot of work and understanding on both parties. That uh, forgiveness does not mean that person will ever be allowed back in your life. You really need to understand that. And it does not mean that you will ever have a relationship with that person again. So... <clears throat> That, that, was a, that was the one that was bothering me the most about my mother, not my stepfather, but about my mother, you know, because she was still alive. And I, I was, man, I forgave her. I made my mints to her. But I can't, I, I just can't let her back in my life. She's so toxic. And she, even to my, there's a whole, a whole bunch of stuff to this, right? And I did have a, ther a therapist and I had spiritual people that helped me through this. And I find she, she's just, she's got to be cut out of my life. She just can't be a part no more. And it's, it's her loss. And there's more to it, so don't judge. You know, take the plank out of your own eye. You want to sit there and judge me for dishing my mom. But it was all done um, out of love. But, not nah, excuse me, that COVID. Um, Man, that COVID stuff gets me still once in a while. My brain, my brain just absolutely. Oh, so it was in church. I came back. It was it was in church, and um, Papa Brock was preaching, and he was preaching on forgiveness. And I'm going, oh, and folks, through the first half of the sermon, I'm 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 just sinking in my chair, going, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Where am I ever going to be okay? But then he came out. And he said this. Understand me. Hear me and understand me loud and clear. Forgiveness does not mean, just what I just said right now, that that person will ever be allowed in your life again or that you can have a relationship with that person or that you have to reconcile. That person hurts you badly and deeply. You have to protect yourself. So that's when I was set completely free. Right. So it, what does it mean to forgive? It means to we accept the pain. Right. We accept the pain. Acceptance does not mean approval. Remember, acceptance doesn't mean approval. We have to accept it. If we're not, what are we doing? We're fighting. And what are we fighting for? We're fighting for control over something that we can't change. The pain's real. Just feel it. Find somebody to talk to about it. Walk through it and then move on. 
the only way that the only way you're going to get through is if you have somebody that you can talk to that will sit there and listen to you, be empathetic, and not try to fix fix you. It means we accept within ourselves the consequences of the actions of others. We have to accept the fact, hey, I was abused by, by so-and-so. I was, I was abused by my boyfriend, my husband, who I thought I could trust. What a dummy I was. I'm, no, 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 no. Just accept the fact that it happened. You're not a dummy. You trusted that person. He made a vow between you know between you and God. For forgiveness, me, <laughs> forgiveness means letting go of your right to punish another. All right, gotta let it go. It means we cancel all debt that is owed. So, forgiveness is actually a um, accounting term. What it means is we just. Forgive all the debt we wipe the slate clean. We hold nothing more against them. Okay. Yeah, I still talk about them because it's what I have to do with what I do. I mean, my story is my story, and I use it to help other people. But it's I don't live it. I don't live it like I used to. Not at all. So, you know, a lot of people say, I can't forgive myself. Okay. So I'll ask him. Let me ask you a question. Have you asked God for forgiveness? And they'll say, yeah. Okay. Do you do you feel that God fully forgave you for what you asked forgiveness for? Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You have no right to forgive yourself. What, Randy? You have no right to forgive yourself. If you, you say, I can't forgive myself, you were just forgiven by God. So if you're saying, I, I can't forgive myself, you're saying, I'm better than God. No, you're not. So then it comes down to this, all right? Then it comes down to, what are you holding on to so tightly that you can't let go? If God's forgiven you, and, you, and hopefully if you're working with a good, strong mentor, life coach or whatever, what are you holding on to so tightly that you don't want to let go of? There's nothing that anybody has done that is so bad that people are going to look at you and go, what? You did what? I've heard some pretty awful stuff listening to people. I'm not the judge. We're human beings. We make mistakes. If God forgives you, you're forgiven. You don't. There's no. There's nothing else to be said about it. Try to figure out what you're holding on to, so you can let it go. Sit down with somebody and, and walk through it with them. It's really simple. If you, if you just, it takes a lot of courage. Let me put it to you: a lot of courage and a lot of strength. So, I have my own issues that I've been dealing with, and my story, part of it is being um, abused by the church, spiritually abused by the church, lied to, I've seen a lot of hypocrisy in the church, you know, uh, 
my mother and stepfather be deacon of the church, member of the choir. You know, people thought they walked on on cloud nine. They had golden. You know, they just thought they were the. But man, behind the behind closed doors, what was happening was just brutal. Um, I never knew what was going to happen at night. So, you know, we got the all the hypocrisy, and um, there's there's a lot. All right, so it took me 38 years to walk back in the church. And I was ready to walk away the first day I was there if I saw certain things or was told certain things, which I wasn't. So I put my head down. And I become an integral part of that. I'm a non-paid, non-paid, I mean, uh, I'm non-paid, I'm not staff, but I'm an associate pastor. I do with all the healing ministries. My wife and I do all the counseling. And so some things happen that I was once again betrayed and lied to by a pastor. Not once. Not, it's happened several times. It's been something that's been ongoing. <clears throat> and this last time it got pretty, pretty tough. So when it comes to forgiveness, and, and this, this pastor doesn't like conflict, so he won't, you know, he won't come to me. So, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, it's like, okay, I need to forgive him. So, but what I do is, is, is I've, talked, I've talked to a couple other pastors about, there's some things that went down that were pretty, that were not, were not something that um, I was ready to, definitely not approvable, not at all. And so I let a couple other pastors know what was going on. They always go talk to DR, the non it's, it's it's worth it's not worth talking to him because it's the same time same thing every time. So what do I do? What do I do? So I'm always looking because I want to make sure that I'm walking on on the on on the fence on the right side, right? Sometimes I can walk the razor's edge, and I'll be the first person to admit that, and I'll be the first person to say I was wrong. But then I was reading the other morning, and, and I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. I was reading Luke 17, and in verse 3, it actually goes all the way to verse 1, and it talks about um, if you uh, harm one of my little ones and cause them to fall, you'd be better off with a millstone tied around your neck and thrown into the, into the sea and die. And then it goes, if... if Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he re repents, forgive him. All right, so this is where we have to be real careful. These, this is a ground that we have to be careful on. Because here's the meaning of rebuke. I, I want to know, my, my English professor says, you know, if you don't know the true meaning of a word, make sure you look it up. It's pretty harsh. Reprimand strongly, warn or restrain. Criticize sharply. To express sharp criticism regarding an act. Okay. So, first of all, I needed to make sure that my side of the street was clean. So it, it was. 
exactly what I did. And if he repents, forgive him. I don't know if he's going to repent. But what did I say earlier? That, that for you, this is where you got to be really careful and you got to really, really understand different things. Because earlier I said, don't wait for an apology to, be, to, to forgive somebody. So, right there where it says, if he repents, forgive him. Oh, I don't have to forgive him because he never repented. No, you have to forgive him. You have to forgive him. Because if you don't, you're going to carry all that crap around. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, I mean, it, it, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, your brother. Some people just don't know how to say I'm sorry. Some people don't know how to repent. It's just my wife, she's one that has a real hard time saying the words I'm sorry. Because then she's bad. So you just, at times, don't expect anything out of the other person. Say what you need to say and say it with love. Speak truth. Don't slander nobody. Because it ain't slander, it's truth. And then forgive them. And then forgive them. So let me um, close this out by... How do we forgive? All right. So, like I said, it, it, it's a process. It's a process, and it could take it could take time. There's small ways to forgive, and there's big things we gotta forgive. But number one is if we commit to letting go. Let God, let go, and let God. Okay. So we commit. Okay, we're committing. I'm, I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna let this go. When? I, I'm working on letting it go. Don't use the word try because try is absolutely powerless. Either God is everything or God is nothing. You're either working on it or you're not. If you say I'm trying, you're not doing a thing. That word needs to be taken out of our vocabulary. It's extremely powerless. So I'm committed to letting go. I'm com I committed myself, so I'm going to start working on letting go. How long is it going to take? I don't know. Hopefully you'll be working with a good mentor, coach, or sponsor. But they can help you through that process. Number two, think about the pros and cons. And this is where you're going to have to sit down with a pen, pencil and paper. And I'll, I would suggest that you don't chicken scratch and don't go right off the top of your head. Sit there and really think and give yourself a fair chance. What are the pros and cons? If I, if I forgive them or I don't forgive them, Pros and cons. Realize you have a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. If you don't want to forgive, you can't blame it on nobody. You made the choice not to forgive. So it's a choice. You're either going to forgive them or you're not. Whatever you want to do. You want peace in your life? My suggestion is you work really hard on forgiveness. Empathize. That's a hard one. Well, how do you want me to be, you know, again, I'm going to some, some pretty bad abuse. How am I supposed to be empathetic with somebody that did that to me? What was his life like? I don't care what his life was like. That's exactly what I told my, my, my therapist. But 
the answers came when she explained it all to me. I said, oh. She goes, it's not con I'm not condoning or co-signing what he did to you. It was wrong, period. Absolutely wrong. He should have never done that to you. Understand your responsibility. And that's not, you know, it's, it, it would be like the, the, the one person I was talking to today that I held on to it for 30 years. That was my responsibility. That was my, that was my part in it. So responsibility is, I'm either going to choose to forgive or I'm going to choose not to. You can't wait for the other person. It's not going to happen. My mom never apologized to me. Never. She kept on blaming me on everything. Focus on the present. We get so caught up in the past and what somebody did to us in the past, right? And sometimes that can be so overwhelming that we forget about the present. All the goodness that we're surrounded with right now. All the goodness in our life. If all we're doing is thinking about what somebody did to us 5, 10, 15, a year ago, whatever it is, you're missing out on a lot of life. Allow peace to enter your life. And feel compassion. And feel compassion. But allow that peace to enter your life. Real peace, real serenity. Remember when I first went to the treatment? That's what I wanted. I just want peace and serenity in my life. I thought I had it before. That's all I want. And with a year, within a year, I took out a letter that I wrote that what I wanted within the next year. And I had peace and serenity like I never, never thought I could have. Just because I let everything go. What it? wasn't serving me. Why Why do I want to hold on to something that's not serving me? But it's destroying my life. So here's a, something from Buddha. If I'm sitting in a field and a tree fell on me, do I blame the tree? Okay. I can't control the tree falling but I can control what I do when I see the tree falling. I can control what I see. I can control the tree. I, I can control what I do when I see the tree falling. You gonna sit there and let the tree smack you and kill you? Or are you gonna get up and walk away from it? Let it go. Let it go. So I know that's a lot today. Forgiveness is a really tough subject for a lot of people. They don't <laughs> talk to several recovery centers, and they all say, I don't know how you do it, Randy. I don't know. You know, you want us to go after them? I go, no, no, no. I understand where you guys are at. I was there at once, too. But you know what? It's done over with. I, I, don't, I, I don't have any more ill will against them. You know, I hope, I hope he has, you know, he, <laughs> You say it like this, I'll guess what he deserves, you know. I mean, I wouldn't want to be him when he was standing in front of God when he passed away a couple of years. Not at all. So, um, he was a pretty, pretty evil man. 
and my mother was pretty evil too, but they both had their own issues. They were both um, severely abused as, as kids growing up themselves. So, like I say, a lot of this is in my book. I have a whole chapter in chapter 12 on forgiveness, healing the wounded child within, which you can get on, um, on Amazon. It's in paperback. It's in, it's in paperback. Number one international bestseller. Number number one of five mental health categories. You can get my um, devotion, my 30-day devotion of the wholeness. It's on paperback and Kindle and Amazon. And then my seven-day uh, my seven-day challenge. It's a little workbook that goes with my uh, my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within. You can get that also on Amazon. And. Uh, that's just in paperback. Also visit um, the website CourageousHealers.org and ChangeYourLifeStoryNow.com. ChangeYourLifeStoryNow.com. That's my life coaching page. My wife and I are Simba certified. I'm Simba certified. We do Simba's assessments. It's an absolute ball to do with a couple. And we do a lot of marriage counseling, a lot of individual counseling deal with the addictions with uh, abuse all uh, the whole the whole gamut so you can check out the website uh, changeyourlifestorynow.com and see what our life what our life coaching uh, services are <clears throat> and then check out it like I said the courageous healers foundation.org courageoushealers.org and you'll see what the foundation where we help sexually abused men and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse okay so thanks for joining me been a pleasure being with you today as I always say at the end you take what you want and leave the rest but just take something away from this okay love you all thanks for joining me it's greatly appreciated have a blessed life this has been healing courageously with Randy Boyd we will have a new episode every Monday please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>